Welcome to Hostmasters Academy Podcast. My name is Nanis Asher. Oh, and you know, it's your boy Peter the Gentleman Levesse. <laughs> yeah, so we are here once again. We had an amazing, amazing chat the other day. I was actually re-listening to it, and I was like, you know what, this is just a good chat, you know, and it was fun. You know, like, I, I enjoy the chat, but like, hearing my voice is, is another thing. <laughs> that's what I'm everyone, still getting over that. I'm still, I'm still getting used to that, you know. That's what everyone it's says, great, you know. Yeah. Just, just pretend it's someone else, you that's know. That's it, it, that's it. <laughs> like, I, I picture that person naked, and I'm like, oh, he sounds really good. <laughs> so, in a, in a weird way, you're picturing yourself naked, you know? No, it's someone else, no? Okay, cool, yeah. Let's. <laughs> I'm sure it is real crisis. <laughs> that's what this is. <laughs> Happy days, yeah. So, so, second episode, eh? Second, man. Second with right us doing our thing. Today, I guess you're going to interview me, you know? Yeah, well, I, I just want to get to just uncover a little bit about uh, who Nana is, you know? So and we'll uh, need, we'll need we'll, 10 we'll, episodes, bro. You know? Well, you know, <laughs> I think we can summarize it a bit, and then uh, you and I will, we will have to just, like, write a whole movie. About, yeah, for you sure. Know, <laughs> the Chronicles of Nana. One man. <laughs> Taking on a city full of sand. One name that people confuse with the females. <laughs> Man, those, the amount of those. times I see, thank you very much, Miss Nana, and I'm like, oh, oh. the surprise you're going to get <laughs> when you're I walk right. into this room, you know? <laughs> that's yeah. it, that's it. But uh, yeah, man, let, let's start this, let's start this. Actually, firstly, how's everyone doing back home? I hope you guys are all well. You have a good week. And, uh, man, it's Valentine's Day. Everything is red out there. So... This is the day of love, mm-hmm. apparently. The day of love. The day of love. Shit. What you getting up to for this day? Oh, man, mm-hmm. honestly, you know, I'm going to do some meetings as usual. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna just be on my grind, you mm-hmm. know? Like, for me, Valentine's Day is just another day. There's mm-hmm. a lot of events this week, so I want to make sure that I'm... I think this might actually be the day I can rest. You know, so I'm gonna chill. (laughs) Easy days, easy days, yeah. Well, celebrate Cupid your your way, right? That's it, man. Celebrate Cupid with uh, watching the halftime show that I didn't watch and Mm. uh, going to bed early. Man, (laughs) it's it's definitely something to check. Like, it's a production. It's a real, real production, which is on point. But then, yeah, man, let's get to it. Uh, I want to actually start by just just asking the the regular question, man. Who is Nana? Like, who is Nana and Tell me, like, Nana was born on this day, at this time, in what hospital, and which bum did they slap, the left or the right cheek? Okay, so I was born... <laughs> oh, my God, damn. Uh, I'm an old man. That's, that's too long ago, you know? I don't, I don't know if it was the right, left, or middle. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was... Uh, so my name is Nana Sacher, you know, and... Uh, I was born in Port Harcourt in mm. Nigeria. My oh. family's from Ghana. Uh, my dad graduated law school when he was 21 years old, and he ended up moving to Nigeria with my mom. He met my mom in Ghana, like really cool kind of destiny type of story, which we won't get into. But um, yeah, so we were living in Nigeria. My dad got a job in Singapore. We traveled around quite a bit, moved to New Guinea. Australia for a little bit, right before he moved into Canada. And uh, when I got to Canada, that's, that's home, you know, I grew up there. Mm. My voice is, my accent is kind of from there. You know, mm. people think I sound American, but, you know, my family's there. My closest friends are all there, the people that, mm. well, the people that could probably answer this question better than I do. They're, they're, they're all there. <laughs> they all, they're, all they're, there. All, they're all there. But yeah, in terms of who I am, man, I'm just someone who, I'm hyper ambitious. Like hyper ambitious. I'm. I've always. That's a definite. I've always been watching. I've always gravitated to the leader. You know, like mm. so with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Leonardo was my favorite character. Uh, Michael Jordan was my favorite player. Kobe Bryant was my favorite player. And like, I, what I loved about them were the qualities that they had, where they just, under any circumstance, they were gonna get things done. You know, like if they were defeated in one game, they came back and they were stronger. And that's kind of something that I've always 
tried to live by. And then my point in my life when I felt unbalanced is because I wasn't living up to that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I guess one word people say, I'm passionate about a lot of things, you know, like the things I love, I'm passionate about them. Mm. And um, yeah, I just love people. I love learning. I'm constantly learning. And I'm just the guy that's yeah. trying to do his best. That's it. And let's talk about the learning part, because like, um, like a lot of people see you and be like, you're someone that, as you say, you love people and you love teaching, right? Yeah. But then you 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 you, you dabble in quite a few different fields, you know. Yeah. So like, if like if I see I'm like, oh no no, my mate, like he's no, this guy he's he's amazing at like you know talking and like teaching about like spirits and that. But then that's not just the only thing that you do, you know. You like communications. You do some mad other things in the background. So like, what different fields are you playing around with when it comes to Nana and like that book of like what certificates he has on his wall? So, you know, spirits, I've always looked at it like it's a mountaintop, you know, yeah. like there's a mountain of knowledge to gain spirits. So I'm, I was... They just did your sake. I just did my sake sommelier stuff, yeah. you know, and I want to do tea. I want to keep learning more about coffee. So from the beverage side, I just want to be more well-rounded. Yes. Um, I went to school, graduated in communications yeah, okay. in the University of Ottawa. And, um, you know, like that journey was funny because I, I, was, I started off in philosophy and I hated it because I was like, every class it's someone else coming in and saying they were right you know like so it's just too circular like just what, what is it you know like is it i think therefore i am or what like tell me you know <laughs> give me an idea one answer but uh, then i went to sociology and to be honest like i went to political science after and i was so tired of not knowing what i wanted to do good and i ended up like there's a story i haven't told many people but i ended up actually uh skipping my exams and then I was kicked out of my faculty. So I oh. had to like work my way back into Dude. my faculty. I wasn't kicked out yeah. of school, but I was kicked out of my faculty. Yeah. So I could still take courses to come back. And yeah. that's where I was like, you know what? This is what it looks like. You know, like, this is where I kind of learned a bit of, uh, okay, I created the situation, so I'm gonna learn how to come back from it. And in that process, I learned so many different things. I wanted the theater. Mm. Right, so theater was a thing, and improv. It. I loved it, you know. Yeah. And uh, what you else? got that like Othello type of like feel, like you know, like, <laughs> I go, like, like if, if 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 I just saw you and I didn't know you, I'd be like, if this was a, a character in Shakespeare, you'd be Othello, you know. Oh, word. Thank that, you. That's how I put it, you know. That's that, that's how I see it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like mm. that mm. opened my eyes to so many different things I could learn, and I became obsessed with finding out exactly how much I could learn, yeah. how many things I could put in this brain, because I think the brain is the most interesting and fantastic machine of all time. Mm. It's the adaptation machine, and yeah. I always like exploring its limits within myself. And ultimately, like I said, beverage, theater, uh, communications, um, philosophy. philosophy, philosophy a little bit, you know, like, yeah. Um, I like stoicism. I'm very much into that, um, especially this day and age. And um, yeah, there's just a lot. <laughs> I can't even like remember off the top of my head. There's just a lot, you know. Like there's just so much. Art is a big thing as well. As I look That's at my, it. as I look yeah, at my sketchbooks and all that, the canvas. Yeah. yeah. So there's That's so it. much that I that I dabble into, and that's what kind of keeps me going each day. Happy day. So your book that has like a lot of characters, but then one chapter, you know? Yeah, pretty much. So that's it. So like the characters are all in one and like you just have to deal with them and understand them on what day is, what hat are you wearing on that certain day? Yeah, you're absolutely That right. certain hour. No, no. Don't log on and get another course now because it's hard to get this guy not learning, man. <laughs> so I'll be like, you know, like while I'm chatting with you, you're just going to start like getting into something else to go with. Udemy.com. <laughs> That's what it is. Udemy.com. Thousands of courses for $10. Like, Boom. yeah, I'm all about that. Let's get it. Let's get it. Bang up. So then, uh, when did you leave Canada? So like, you finished high school and then high school, then you did college. And then what is your next step, eh? Before that, I mean, yeah. What was your next step after college? So after after college, I pretty much just 
kept working in, a, in the restaurants and bartending. And I was really just honing my craft. But I was always... And this is all in Canada, right? All in Canada. you're still in Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was always that guy that kept leaving, though. Mm. I kept on going on vacations. Like I went to Thailand for a big chunk of time. I went to... Uh, where else? To Europe. Okay. Okay, so I went to Europe a few times. I went to... Uh, went away on my own to visit my boy Mike in Spain. Mm. And so I spent a summer in Spain, which is, which is amazing. And then I went to Italy one summer with my girlfriend at the time. So we went to Italy, Spain, Greece, like did a big Euro trip, which was awesome. Uh, at times chaotic, you know, there were some moments, you know, but it was, uh, yeah, I was always just on vacation. I was always just exploring. Good. And um, whenever I came back, I, the one constant was just the bartending, the restaurant mm. industry. And I always wanted to keep pushing myself and get better. And um, yeah, it just, I ended up like doing that for a while and I wasn't, I kind of hit a bit of a wall and then I ended up leaving Canada uh, 2016. Okay. So that was the first time I, I left <clears throat> Canada to go live somewhere else. Mm. Every other time I'd left for a big chunk of time. But then you're still going back to Canada. But I was going back home. Yeah. But this is the, definitely the first time I've lived abroad and the first time that I've actually like planted roots somewhere else. Yeah. And how was that experience? Like that first time actually you being like, okay, cool. I'm at a new place. I'm starting again. I'm starting afresh, I guess. Yeah. Building your own family in a sense. And uh, you find your community. How was that experience? And I mean, the first year I think was hard in a lot of ways. But I had, I had a few good people that I could truly call like allies. I had I, like the people I was working with. So I, I moved here to work at West Lodge and opened up West Lodge, and I came with a bunch of Canadians who. So you left to Canada to come to Dubai. Yeah, to Dubai. So to Dubai, that was the first place you, you then. I'm leaving. I'm packing my bags. Taking my sack and my broom, and I'm heading over to Dubai. Yeah, but the way That's that it. happened was like not. You weren't coming for a tan, eh? You weren't coming for a tan. You were literally. But I was coming, coming for a year. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Okay. You know, and I think so. The famous stories, coming to Dubai for a year thing. I was. Right? I was in that. You know, yeah. and I think that's that's what Dubai did back then. That was mm. their like, their their false promise a little bit. They're like, yeah, just come for a year. <laughs> just come see it. Yeah. Let the sun hit you. Have you seen this beach? <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Oh, there's no snow on the ground. Weird, mm. strange. Do you like that? You know. So I yeah. so I came here and it was a decision that I made within a two-week period. Mm. My friend Isaac was out here opening West Lodge as the, as the original bar manager. Okay. And then he messaged me one day and said, so how about Dubai? And I was like, nah, man, like, that's just too crazy. And at the time, I had a few job offers going, so I was a little bit yeah. pulled and stressed. And so I uh, went for the interview. And then like did it over different did it online and then went to Toronto for the in person interview. Mm. And after that interview I was like, I think I'm moving to Dubai. And yeah. then uh, two weeks later I was on a plane out here. So that quick, eh? That quick. And if it didn't happen, I probably would have stayed back home because I was so comfortable. Yeah. It was that ultimate comfort zone where, mm. you know, I'm in the bartending scene, everyone knows me and like they're coming from my old-fashioned, you know, like, yeah. man, it makes the best old-fashioned. No, Isaac yeah. makes the best old-fashioned. <laughs> oh, let's go, let's go to both. You know, let's like, go see it, yeah. So that was, like, what it was back then, and uh, I was so comfortable. Mm. But I still felt weird. I still felt, like, a little bit down because I wasn't, I felt like there was a ceiling. Okay. And then when Dubai kind of materialized and I went, it was, it took some convincing, you know, shout-out to Michelle and and Dylan and uh, <laughs> Riley and like the numerous conversations I had with people. But yeah, once I got out here, I was like, okay, I think I need to do this. I need to be out yeah. of my comfort zone, but it was hard. It wasn't easy. Uh, I'm glad I had the people that I did, but mm. Dubai has not been uh, Instagram versus reality. We'll just say yeah. that much, you know? That's it, that's it, true, <laughs> true, true. And like, uh, so, so like your experience with West Coast, cause like, I actually never got to experience West Lodge, you know, because mm. arriving here and like a lot of people told me like West Lodge was, it was like the Mecca, it was the peak, you know, when, <laughs> when like what is you, it was uh, Emilio working there and like mm. it was quite a, quite, quite a group there. 
So how did that like actually take you and like elevate you more to be like, okay, this is actually the bartender that I'm now paving to be? Because obviously, I guess in Canada, you're, you're up there, right? But then now getting here and then getting into this family and like getting into the community, how did that like now take you and be like, this is where, where the cookie goes? So in, in Canada, like I was known in my city. Yeah, but it's not like I was known all over Canada because at that but, time. Yeah. But being known in your city, like for me, like being known in your city and being known in your block for what you do, yeah. that's that, that's a rep, right? Yeah, and, and don't yeah, get me wrong, like I'm very be, proud of yeah. that of that whole time period for mm. sure. But um, I I I remember back when I was working at this place called Salt. Mm. You know, like I I was starting to listen to Tony Robbins and uh, I. One thing I said to myself over and over again was a mantra. He said, you should have a mantra. And whether the mantra is true or not, it's what you need to get into a state, right? So for me, I kept reciting this one phrase, and I've never told anyone this, right? (laughs) Now you're telling everyone. Now everyone's going to (laughs) know. God damn, should I even do that? (laughs) But the mantra was... I am the best bartender. I am just the best in the world. Like, and I would just say that in my head over and over and over again because it would put me in a good state. It would put me in a way that no matter who came, I had this idea of what the best bartender in the world would do. Yeah. So the best bartender in the world, for me, everyone around their bar would feel so comfortable being there. Everyone around the bar would be enjoying the drinks that they had. Everyone around the bar would have... Uh, would would basically feel like it was an escape. Yeah, you know, a, a complete yeah. escape. And the drinks that they have are ex- are different, but they're delicious. You know. Yeah. So I had this whole paradigm of what I believe the best bartender in the world would do, and I tried to embody it each day. So when I got here, I realized, wait a second, there's a chance to actually be considered one of the best in the world, mm. and it's. Because there are so many people from all over the all over the globe. That's it. So at West Lodge, my big thing was I want to get to know these other bartenders and these other palates and these other people. Mm. I just want to get to know what makes them tick so I can learn from them. Happy days. And that's what I still am trying to learn from everyone. Because I don't. I'm not sitting here saying, and then I became the best in the world. Yeah. You know, it's not, it wasn't about that. It was yeah. about having the mindset that you are going to try, you know, like shoot for the moon, land in the stars. That's it. That mentality. Cool. And, uh, yeah, at West Lodge, I was on a mission. Like, when my boy Isaac was here, he was running the bar, so I wanted to be able to help get West Lodge on the map, so I entered every competition I could. I was in Campari, I was in, uh, not Legacy wasn't going on at that, that year, but... Uh, bowls around the world. I placed second in the Middle East and Africa. Uh, the girl who won, shout out to you, Evgenia. You're amazing. Mm. She put, she threw a party in a jungle, so there's no way I was gonna. <laughs> Tough that. <laughs> yeah, it was impossible. Like I made some banging drinks. They were great. You know, I had a wicked mm. video, but she destroyed it. She's like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna throw a party in the jungle. Boom. Where are you? Mm. What's up? <laughs> what games are you on about? Exactly. <laughs> Do you not share that you're going around the world? <laughs> meet my meet my pet crocodile. You know, like, like oh, cool. Yeah, this is just Isaac, man. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I just entered as many competitions as I could, and um, just made sure that everyone that came, all these other bartenders that I respected so much, and mm. I still respect so much, that they were able to count me as a peer. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I like that. I like that. So talking about competitions, right? Yeah. Tell me about the one competition that you're in. Uh, and tell me about like how, like firstly, you entering competitions, right? Your yeah. mindset in competitions. Like like you said, it's more about getting to know other bartenders as being like a peer with them, right? Yeah. But then also, how would you build yourself up to the competition like what is your mindset when you're in your room or when you're taking a walk you know that build up for like okay now I've just been announced that I'm top 10 or top 8 in the region for this and then now now I need to play ball you know because obviously when you're doing the entry like for me like when I do the entry in a competition I try a drink I'm like I really like it and I'm 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 gonna go behind it right but then the first thing is like I always vision myself 
Like, what underwear am I going to get when I go to the final? You know, that's the first thing I vision. So for you, like, what is your mindset going through that? Comp- going through that? And then also, when you're in a competition, you actually realize that, fuck. Yeah, we can't say fuck. You realize, like, fuck, I forgot this in this, you know, in my drink. Yeah. What composes you to still go on and be memorable within that, in that moment or so? And tell me about that competition where you forgot to put something in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, I mean, my mentality with competitions was always to be better than I was at the last. And that's, a, that's a ma- another mantra I keep to myself. Be better than you were yesterday. Um, it's a kind of a Kobe thing, you know, Kobe's, I think anyone that knows me knows he's my guy, you know, like he's the dude, rest in peace. But, um, yeah, it was about being better than I was the previous. And I think if I was to go back in time and tell myself to do anything differently, I would tell myself to actually picture the end result and then reverse engineer backwards. But what I did to uh, stand out, I, I, I mean, it's what I do in general. Right? I naturally try and do it my way. I learn what the way is, and then I do it th- to the best of my ability, but I always try and find a way to add a point of difference. Happy days. Because if there's a point of difference where someone, like for example, with every competition, like the Bulls Around the World competition, I knew that I was a good video editor, right? Because I used to run a magazine with my former business partner and one of my best friends, Andrew Carter. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Well, go on. Yeah, so with that, having, I knew that not many other bartenders would be able to edit a good video. They might ask a friend, they might ask somebody else. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, what video can I put together? And I know I've got this weird and wacky brain that has pop culture references from all kinds of different times. So I was, what I said was, okay, I'm going to create a whole storyboard, the whole video, and that's what's going to capture the attention. Yeah. And I want to have high production. So for me, it's about doing things to a really high quality and high standard, but always making it unique and have a different spin in some way. Um, now about that competition... About that competition. <laughs> so it was uh, Bacardi Legacy. Oh, and, oh that's um, a big one, eh? Everyone that's was like, Nana, this is your competition. You know how to do marketing, social media. Like, this is you. It's like, fits your skill set completely. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I do think so, you know. But at the time, I was opening a new restaurant, which I will not talk about. Because mm. the end result of that was not the best. But anyways... I was. I think that's a, when I met you, like while you're actually working on this restaurant, right? That's when yes, you had Yes, yeah. that's and I remember I was right. wanting to come do a guest shift with you yeah. at that venue and as well. Yeah, and was I really was, good. man, these guys have no idea, mm. man. The things I had planned, they were just mm. so anal about the weirdest things. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So now, now they're kicking themselves, eh? Now they're kicking themselves. I don't, I don't know, know if they are. Know. I don't care if they mm. are. I blast them and move on, you know? That's it. Yeah, so. I was working on building this program there, and it was like, there was a lot of cool things, cool elements, but I was also working on the cocktail menu, was trying to hire people, so there were a lot of different balls I was trying to juggle, and I had entered Bacardi Legacy, and I realized, yeah, I've got to do this, because this is is my competition, I feel like I can do really well. So, the one thing I didn't do was (laughs) send a message to the brand ambassador, who's a friend, yeah. And say, hey man, listen, I don't, we don't have our alcohol license in the venue yet. Is there any way that I can practice with a bottle of your training stock or something? Like, yeah. is there any way? He would have said yes. He would have said, like, sure. Like, or if he couldn't do it, there would have been a way. You know, he yeah. would have figured it out. And so he, uh, I didn't ask him. I just kind of kept doing my thing. But I wrote this speech, this poem. So in a sense, you were at your venue, and daily you were going through your routine. You know, so you knew where your glass was going to be, where your this syrup, where the sour is going to be, where this mix, where that mix. 
everything's gonna be, but then you just didn't have the one. I didn't have the rum. You didn't have the rum. I didn't have the rum. So you didn't have the rum. So in your whole muscle memory, everything you're practicing with did not have that fifth element or that third exactly. element. It was okay? not there. Yeah. So I wrote the speech. My friend Justina like was helping me with the delivery, right? Because yeah. I remember reading it and I was like, mythical pluma. From your shell. And then she was like, no, 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 no. Mm. Mythical pluma. Mm. Hatch from your shell. Like she was yeah. like, no, put feeling into it, yeah. you know? So I was like, okay, yeah, she's right. So, you know, I started like practicing that and focusing a lot on that and the story and how I was going to say it. And I, my visualization was the audience listening, like making eye contact with different people, all this stuff. And the speech was fine. Like I was, I had nailed it. You yeah. know, I think most people who were there agree. The speech was, was great. Bang on. It yeah. was bang on. That's the story. Tell the story. At one point, <laughs> so the brand ambassador, Ollie, he was like, one minute, one minute left. And, and I was like, okay, cool. But then all of a sudden, my brain kind of was sending signals like, you're missing something. You're yeah. missing something. You're missing something. And I was like, what am I missing? What am I missing? And in the speech, I don't know if it's recorded anywhere, but if it was recorded and you were watching, you'd hear me saying, and now I'm going to put Aperol. And then I repeat Aperol a few times. Aperol. 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 Like, and I start mm-hmm. kind of like saying that. People, yeah. The audience laughed because they yeah. were, you know, whatever. They, it was a bit they, of a funny they, they moment. They with it, yeah. They were with it now. I was like, there's something missing. And right before I sealed the shaker, I was like, what am I missing? And I sealed it and started shaking. Mm. And some friends now, they're like, did he put the rum in there? Mm. Did he put the rum in there? Mm. And no one said anything, you know? Right. So I strain, I finish my speech, and Ollie walks up to me and he's like, bro, please tell me you put the rum in the drink. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, of course I... Uh. Uh, and then right then, my my boy Jared, he's a photographer, he's like, all right, bro, I'm going to get your picture. And I was like, <laughs> mid-realization. <laughs> so when I was going through the gallery, it was actually pretty funny because, like, you see a picture of my boy Emilio, and he's like, it, almost, it looks like he's shouting something like, no. And then there's another picture of someone else, and it looks like they're shouting like, no. And then you see my picture, and I'm smiling, and I can see the look in my eyes yeah, like, Shit. Damn shit. <laughs> but I'm holding the wrong bottle of rum. Oh. <laughs> That's the funniest oh. part. Because it was supposed to be Bacardi Ocho, but mm. I was holding Bacardi Quattro. Ooh. And I was just holding it like, uh, Like, just, just not in at all, right? Just realizing so, yeah. nothing can change the outcome mm. right now. Because you kind of have to put Bacardi yeah. rum in a Bacardi definitely, legacy. Definitely, definitely. But yeah. then, like, with that, like, how do, you, how do you then, like, so you must have entered other competitions after that? Or was that the last competition you did? Oh, man. My mission after that was to come back next year. The year after, sorry. Because the whole story that I was talking about was... So, pluma means feathers. And pluma was referring to the story of the phoenix. Rising from the ashes, coming back, etc. And so, I was like, okay, perfect. Now I'm going to be able to come back next year. And come back stronger. Come back stronger. And actually message, yeah, actually message the brand ambassador and get some and rum. This get time. some rum this time. Hopefully <laughs> have a bar that has a license, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so it was lined up perfectly. And I was going to do a campaign throughout the year yeah. about resilience and That's tie it to mental health and tie it to all these different things. Mm. But the universe had some other plans. Boom. Okay. All right, so then talking like I love how you just me- mentioned mental health, you know, because uh, that is like uh, that actually just goes directly into like the next question that I have for you, like with mental health and like just uh, the understanding of being in this industry. And for you, you you one person who I can say like you actually 
you, you, you understand yourself a lot, you know. You understand you work a lot on yourself and like you have that whole thing of like how you're going to better yourself and how you're going to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. So coming into being someone that's in this industry and then actually moving from being like a bartender daily, then moving to being now uh, then a brand ambassador and then all this and then now being where you're at at the moment. How did that and how do you actually like work on to bettering your mental health and actually giving other people that understanding of like we have to be better with our mental health within this industry how does that play for you because like that i know it's a big thing for you so it's also a big thing for you as well definitely definitely. i'm I'm watching your your stories you know in the morning sometimes i'm lying in bed and i'm like i need to get up man i need to actually bring back the stories like a few people have have messaged me like when are the stories coming back keep telling people next week next week but i'm like i feel like i'm at a point where like with myself i'm also like you know what i just need to i need to be a little bit me you know mm. so i'm just like finding a little bit of myself back again because i feel like at times we, we, we forget ourselves and we lose ourselves a bit sure. as much as like uh everything around you is like going on we also get to a point where you're like I haven't spoken to myself for a while, you know. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's unfair that I go out and I say all these things, but then I'm not actually like talking to myself. In a sense, it isn't like an affirmation of like when I do those, I, I it's it's me talking to myself, mm-hmm. but then I also miss the time for just me talking to myself. Yeah. So I was like, I just have to talk to myself, and I'm like, I'm on it. Like in the next week or two, I'll definitely jump back up on it. Good. But then it's just uh yeah. It's just conversations with myself at the moment. But again, tell me about you. you, you, you. It's all about you. It's you, bro. Do you like how I I switched it around? (laughs) Turning tables. Shout out Adele. (laughs) Turning table. uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, mental health for me, um, yeah, like it's, it's always been important. And it's because there was a period of time in my 20s I, I was having a very, very tough time, you know, and I don't always have good days. You know, I think everyone at the end of the day will always have some sort of issue every now and then. But, uh, yeah, one thing I've learned is you have, like, you're the one that's responsible for your mental health. You can't rely on anyone else. And it can be insanely difficult to overcome that. And so it's... I had to ask myself, what can I learn to help make it easier to be able to rely on myself, to trust that I can get out of it? And so I started listening to a lot of podcasts, and I still do. I always listen to some podcasts, some different like motivational guy or some entrepreneur, or someone who's just successful yeah. and has made it and hear what they have to say. Yeah. And I started to notice a common theme with all of them. You know, they, A, they are the ones who push themselves. They also had a good support network, yeah. right? So then I have to say to myself, am I honoring the potential support network that I have? It's still a work I'm of progress for me, to be honest, because yeah. I'm still one of those guys that just takes so much on himself, you know? And, like, mm. I'm always, like... Yeah, you like know, you say, you're the leader, so you want to always make sure that, you know, if you're doing it, and if the more you do it, then you're like, okay, cool, well, yeah. Once I've achieved it, let me allow others to then do it. Exactly. You know? And so I, I keep trying to push through that. But then, so now I'm like, okay, I need to talk to more people, reach out to more people. So that's one thing I would say for anyone who's going through stuff. Like, just reach out to people. Because yeah. sometimes someone might not have the, have the right words. There's yeah. always that chance. Because it's not always easy for people to just give advice. But reach out. And then the other thing for me was becoming more present. Yeah. And it's a lifelong journey because there are moments where I've been more present than I am now. But now I feel like I'm pretty present. You yeah. Know? And it became about doing, finding ways to engage in flow, right? So what gives you that flow? I don't know if people have heard about that, but that's when you're in a, in a complete state of focus and everything else is blocked out except for the single moment and the single action that you're doing. If you're a Dragon Ball fan, that's Ultra Instinct, you know? (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, can't touch this guy, you know? But it's finding all those different things where I can engage in flow. So that's also another reason why I engage in so many activities and try and learn so many different things. Because when I'm doing my art and I'm sketching, I'm in my flow. When I'm on the court and I'm just shooting by myself, I'm in my flow because I'm just focused. And 
when you start getting results, right? So that's mm. when you're on the court and you're focused on the net and you hit three, four shots in a row, man, such a good feeling, yeah. you know, because you're you're getting that validation. Yeah. That's that self-validation, right? Self-validation. You, you're Everything. mastering a skill. So yeah. that's a big thing that helps me to stay out of a dark place. That one. Um, then, yeah, ice baths. But meditation is big. Yeah. I need to take this ice bath thing that you're doing. Like, Come I, next I week, to, man. Uh, I need to take you on one of those. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Come next week, man. It's, breathe, it's, breathe, breathe. It's amazing. <laughs> breathing. Wim Hof breathing is another big thing, but that's also a form of meditation, right? Yeah. So there's so many different styles of meditation. It's about finding what's best for you. Mm. I've tried a lot of different ways, and a lot of them I'm, I incorporate three or four different mm. ways. Vipassana, heart-brain synchronization, Wim Hof breathing, and th- those are the three main ones, right? Yeah. The others I just dabble, you know? But yeah, it's about presence. And once you really start being present, and you start to realize like how easy it is to fall out and what it means to not be present. You know, it's, it's subtle nuance you will only really understand with practice. Happy days, I like that, man. So, like, yeah, mental health, man. And like, that's one thing I could like, I really enjoy it. And I feel like we need, we need to actually like focus on that, like on an episode about like, you know, for sure. mental health for like the community and how to actually like better and like just come out with it. Cause like, the one thing that I liked, like, you as like as, as my mate as a brother you, you're always true you know you're always true with like you know your feelings and it's like something that like we i feel like we don't do as much it's like you know yo i'm not in a good space today or yeah. i'm not feeling right like this and like i feel like we need to do that more often like just actually Absolutely. this hey how are you doing oh, i'm all good it's like you're not always all good you know yeah <laughs> you know like so tell me how you are and like by letting others know, then they, then they also understand and like see where they can actually be and like how they can actually like come to actually help you or be on your side or just send the right little like heart or that message that works out for you. Yeah. But then, so you finished West Lodge, right? Yeah. And uh, finished at West Lodge and then what? You 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 jumped into brand ambassador. Right? More or less, yeah. you know, there, there's a bit of a chapter I, I like to skip over. You yeah, know? That's, that's what I'm like, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I mean, I, mean I'll, I, will, like, I will address yeah. that, you know, and I think for me that was one of the biggest learning learnings I could have had mm. because ultimately those three, that two, three year period was difficult for a lot of different reasons, but that was the ultimate difficulty and you know that's when I really started to believe in what the universe has to offer yeah you know because at that stage of my life I was trying to control so many different things I was trying to control my narrative I was trying to control uh, what happens next where I work what I do all these different things but that chapter with the restaurant that I you know ultimately I'll say it got fired from you know yeah um that chapter was the biggest example for me of the universe stepping in and saying, hey man, don't try and control this aspect. Just trust that we're in control. That's it. And we're trying to get you to a good place. Just kind of trust. Because a lot of tough things happened after that because of a result of me trying to control situations. So... I released all that, and then things got better, and somehow, some way, you know, the universe sent Beam Suntory to me. Mm. You know, it sent uh, Brent Henderson calling me right before I was about to move to London. Oh. I was... You're done. I was done. I uh, was going to go to London. In. Yeah. Mm. Like, my, I was supposed to land in London on March 4th, mm-hmm. and I got the Beam job, and my first day was March 1st. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like everything like in your life like tends to like this happen and like just like that. So it's mm-hmm. like it comes then you jump in with it. Eh? I just I just yeah. have to go. So and like for me like knowing you and like cuz I I knew you before but then also I properly got to know you while you were in your role at Beam. Yeah. And a big thing is like I remember like just my first week or two here like everyone would be like, "Yo, you're with Nana, you're with Nana. And like, you know, you're, you're the beam guy, you know, you're with yeah. the makers guy. 
And I, that's the thing. Like, so with that being like a, a chunk of like who or your personality for like the, the past two, three years, mm-hmm. right? So how did that like actually mold you to like actually be like, yes, Nana as the beam guy, but then also Nana as I, I'm still Nana, you know? So where did you find like that balance of like still? Because I still feel like even now that you're not with Beam, you still you still exude that because like you, you've taken it as like you know what? Even though I'm not with you guys, I still love you in a sense because like oh, it's, yeah. it's built a lot, a lot with you, you know. So how did that take you from yes, being the guy that is at a restaurant to now now I'm an now I'm an ambassador and this is the shoes that I wear, but then I'm growing as this person. I mean, I'll be honest. Um... The identity thing, it was big because I I really, really embodied the brand to the best that I could. I wanted to live and breathe all those values. Mm. You know, whether it was with Maker's Mark, you know, uh, the House of Suntory, uh, Sip Smith, you know, like at the end of the day, I was the portfolio brand ambassador for the region, you yeah. know, so it was... I wanted to make sure that if any of those brand owners showed up, they'd be like, yeah, this That's is the guy the I want representing us anywhere. Happy days. That was the main thing. So, I mean, Beam is definitely the best job that I've had in my adult life, you know? Yeah. And it's not to take anything away from the job I have now because mm. I just started. You yeah. know, like, I don't know if it's the best job yet, mm. you know? But I'm I'm doing well, but... What I did with Beam was fantastic. Yeah. You know, and I still uh, yeah. do love every single person that's there, whether it's Steve in South Africa, uh, James, Bowker, like Martin, like all my guys, you know, like all these guys. Like it's a family. I, it's a family yeah. and it always will be and I'm always yeah. gonna love these guys. And I you know, I'm probably I don't think I'm done in yeah. a sense with Beam in a lot of ways, you know. Like I'm still gonna I'm still gonna yeah. want to drink Kabiki at some point, you know. Like, let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, just Maker's Mark, just you know. There, yeah. like, I was blessed to have yeah. those brands with me, you know. And then, so like with that, right? So like, because obviously, you, you you go from being bartender, and now you have this title of bartender, beverage manager. Then you move now to brand ambassador. How did like your your psyche like actually change and be like, you know what? Yes, I'm a brand ambassador, and like, I don't know, like, at your first two months, you, you, you're the big boy, you know? Like, it, it comes to you, and you're like, man, I'm, I'm a brand ambassador, you know? So, like, I'm, I'm this person, you know? So, like, how did that play for you? Did, did it, like, change you, or was it just, again, was it just a title that it's you just title, took on and you just worked? It's just and tell title. me about it, because, like, I feel that Dubai itself, with titles, it's yeah. a big thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So how did that, like, play for you? And when did you actually realize, like, you know, a title is just a title that, like, you can call me dishwasher and I'll still be the best at what I do. So how do you play and how do you actually get through it? I've always been someone, I, I don't, I'm stubborn in one way. I don't want to change just because of a status change. Yeah. I don't want to change who I am, you know, like, I'll change the negative things. I'll work on negative things all the time. You know, if I'm feeling lazy, you know, I'll work, I'll try and figure out why I'm lazy. But to change my personality, to change who I talk to, to change how I feel about different things just because I'm a brand ambassador, just because I'm a president, or just because Mm -hmm. I've got 60,000 dirhams in one of my seven accounts, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's ridiculous because none of that stuff is going to matter. Um, one day we're all going to be dust, mm. you know, one day we will be dust. That's, That's that is the, <laughs> that is the most consistent thing of all time. Mm. It's the only thing in this life we can't change. So what have you, how do people feel about you before that? How do you feel about the world? How are you mm. interacting with the world? And I'd rather interact as a Jedi, man, like mm. everyone's welcome. You know, I'd rather be like, you're my friend. You're you're not cool because you're an evil person. You know, like <laughs> like okay, you actually stole from me, but uh, okay, cool, great. We're not friends, but go along your merry way. You know, happy days, yeah. Like I'd I'd rather have balance yeah. in my interactions and just realize that everyone's got a story and everyone's yeah. got everyone should be treated the same, and I shouldn't become so entitled about a title. Yeah. The only thing I'd ever 
that I'm I, now the only thing that I'm really really hard fast on is am I able to live the life that I want and provide for the people that I need to provide for Definitely. that is my that's my whole thing but that has no bearing on how I should treat anyone else or how I should be or if I should be entitled to be to get this position and this raise and all that stuff I think Dubai does have that issue. Yeah. It's I think it's financially related to be honest because sometimes the difference between like a bartender and a senior bartender is like 2000 dirhams and if you're making 3000 or 5000 dirhams that's a big yeah. difference. It's a big jump. That's a number, yeah. <laughs> right. So sure. if it's financially related, if you're looking at getting a higher position and it's only based on financials, you need to stop and ask yourself is it worth it? Because making that 2,000 dirhams and failing at the position and getting fired is much worse than, than growing into that position and truly earning yeah. that title. Happy days. I like that. I really like that. Um, just lost. I had this question for you, but I just lost it. So we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me now about uh, your role now, you know, your new role and like just uh, how you actually have taken it on because I feel like this new role that you're in it's it's something amazing and like it's also for the industry and how like you you're gonna like in a sense you you want to like the spokesperson for like the industry now you know even though it's not like you well you do shout out and like you always big up the industry but then now you're doing it like you're more one of those people that's you, you're the manager of the industry without people actually knowing that in a sense, you know. Well, you know thank so, you. I, I, I mean, <laughs> awesome. right? So, 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 tell me about this new role and like how, how you, how you see yourself actually growing into it. And I know that you also you, you do talk about like you're still learning and like you're still getting better at it because it, yeah. it is definitely something new. But it is something that you also did study, right? Yeah. Something that you did study. So, give me a little bit about this because I'm I'm interested and I want to know how how we can support more and how we can actually. Get, get involved with you on that side, you know? Well, one thing I'm, uh, I'm very happy, I mean, I'm very proud of the fact that I did get that degree. And it's not because it's an elitist thing, it's because I went through so much change and uncertainty to getting kicked out of my faculty and then fighting back to get mm-hmm. this degree that was clearly, according to a bunch of my friends, where I should have been all along. Yeah. And so the fact I went into the bar and restaurants and wasn't doing anything with it, um, for me it wasn't like, like I'm not, I'm failing, you know. But it got to a point where I was like, you know, there's a lot that I learned that I could apply and keep elevating myself. Mm. So, you know, I think that that always stayed in the back of my mind, and I kept kind of the way I did my social media as a brand ambassador, like kind of linked back. To, to what I learned, you know, like the angles I learned that in photog- when I was doing photography and like the, st- the captions and all these different things, all links back to communications. And Colin Hutton, so he's the founder of the company I work for called Umami Communications. Mm. He was working with Diageo. When I first moved here, he was running the world class program. Then he turned it over yeah, to I Jason heard a Clark. lot about him. Like, he Colin's was doing amazing. some amazing stuff. He's incredible. He's still doing amazing stuff. He's still doing amazing stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The power team. And he, he's, I think he, he saw that. He saw something there. He's mm. like, wait a second. You actually went to school for this. You're perfect. Yeah. What are you waiting for? You know? Right. And I was hesitant, you know, because I was so linked to Beam and, like, my identity was there. And I was going home for the first time in three years, and I was just very much, like... I was exhausted, man. Yeah. Like the pandemic, I did a lot of different things. I had my masterclass videos that I put out, and I, I had all kinds of different like I was trying to get these bags out to people with like care packages, and like I was even cooking for people and sending them meals through Kareem, you know. Mm-hmm. And like there was all kinds of stuff I was doing, and it was just full go. Yeah. From pandemic to last year, and I was just so tired, mentally drained, mm-hmm. and it got to a point where. When Colin offered me the position at first, I was like, I need to go home for a break and then try and figure it out. He kept bugging me, you know, <laughs> he knows that, I told him, you know. But <laughs> and uh, when I got back, I sat down with him and I was like, you know what, this could be the change that I need. And the reason why I made the change is because I asked myself if I had the energy to be BA anymore. Yeah. And 
my answer kept coming back that I needed a bit of a change and I wasn't sure if I had the full capacity at that stage. And so my answer came back and I said, maybe it needs some young energy. It needs someone who can come in with like new energy and new style and give the brands even more of a dimension. So then I made the decision to jump in and push myself to another level and get out of my comfort zone. And the company, so Umami specializes in PR and social and I'm the business development manager for them now. Happy days. And what I do is I go out and I look, we go to different hotels, restaurants, bars, and we try and find a way to help them create more awareness, but not in the same way that other PR companies might, with all due respect. Mm. Colin's experience comes from F&B. So he's able to see different angles that other PR agencies won't because they're the communication students I went to school with. That's it. So they actually dabbled in the job. They didn't bartend. They didn't run tables. Like, they didn't do that, right? And so that's where he's coming from. And then with me joining the team, there's another person who can see from those angles. So we have a lot... The people I've met on the team, I'm very proud to work with all of them because they're actually so good at what (laughs) they do. They are so good. They're so switched on. They are young hungry and the work I've seen them produce is incredible we were talking today at our morning brief about the 50 best awards Mm. there's so many people on that 50 best MENA region list that were either represented by Umami or are currently represented by Umami that's all it's a big thing and then we're watching these the videos right so Kenoya they have a video because uh, Niha, the chef, she was, uh, she was named one to watch. Yeah. Right. So Kenoya restaurant one to watch, and the video that was up on the screen for all these big wigs in the F and B industry from the MENA region were watching. Mm. That yeah, video yeah. was incredible. Our production <laughs> team did such a good job. Mm. And I'm like, wow, you know, like now before, like you know, we had a small team with Beam, but we had a big global team, uh, and. I loved working within that structure, but I was very much a lone wolf, right? Because I was going out and getting my own trainings initiated. initiated. Uh, There's global mandates and global uh, activations coming down, KPIs and all that. But then there were all these other little ways I was finding to get awareness. Just to do more. But now there's like, there's a squad. I'm working with a great squad. And Colin's been leading these guys and growing this team. And it actually, now that I'm, behind the curtain, the way he's grown this team is amazing and the way he protects the team is amazing. Yeah. Because some clients can be difficult and they don't realize that there's so many different cogs in the wheel that they're receiving they work with for a really good price. Mm. And they're like being hard and difficult. <laughs> right? But the yeah. the future's bright for Umami. There's a lot of new verticals coming in. There's a lot of new divisions and people that are joining that have such great expertise. So Colin's putting together like the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> assemble, <laughs> assemble. Exactly. <laughs> so he's Captain America in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he, he kind of looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Love it. Oh, that's amazing. So like now your journey is with Umami. Yeah. Right. And now you're taking, you're growing Umami. You're going to be the lead in that. And then when it comes from that, like, yes, the journey to Umami, how does that then now play with, like, all the other things you're doing? Because then obviously you got Umami and what you're doing with them as a business development site, but then also now you're still doing really cool things. It's like the master classes, teaching people at home, just like, you know, how to actually mix up a really, drink, a really good drink without hassles and that. So where does that look and where's the growth coming on from there? Where are you going with, with all that? Well, with that, I mean, they're linked but not. Okay. You know, it's almost like the beverage stuff is now the moonlighting side. Yeah. Because I think everyone needs a North Star. You need to have a North Star, right? And the people that get lost don't have one, right? So I I actually, controversial or not, but this opinion I have of the world, how crazy it is, is because we've all lost our North Star. We used to look at politics, the media, if when you look at the social sphere, right? the uh, social arena. There's a whole big thing about the social arena and we listened to religion, politics, 
and basically the media. Those mm. three pillars are what mm. governed a lot of what happens. Mm. Now, we live in a society where no one trusts any of that. So mm. things are chaos, right? But take that from a macro to a micro and like put it in yourself. What's your North Star? Where do you build off of? So if you've got your big diagram, you've got your thought bubble in the middle that says, Peter, right? What are the tentacles that come across, right? Mm. And then within each tentacle, there's little tiny tentacles and it just keeps growing yeah. depending on how complex you are, right? So my North Star right now is business development, right? Yeah. But from those tentacles, opportunities come out. Happy days. Right? And the opportunities are always going to link back to that business development right in on. some way, shape, or form. Whether it's now or whether it's down the line, because it's a relationship business. There we go. And if you don't form good relationships, if you don't form uh, a good reputation, yeah. then you get lost. You get you get lost amongst the sea of people trying to do the same thing. That's it. So in a sense, what you're doing is you actually, so with the master classes and that, this is more uh, a new way of marketing and like networking with, with your people. Yeah. But also giving off and releasing something that you actually enjoy doing. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you, you enjoy training, you enjoy teaching people and then giving back. So I, I really like that. And like, so with, with your master classes, uh, when you are, you are you inviting bartenders to come, like actually host a masterclass with you and that, or is that something you're going to be doing in time? So basically, the way that it's structured. Okay, so I do work with this awesome company called the Tasting Class. Oh, amazing! Right? So Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay and Paul, mm-hmm. like. They are true friends. Like yeah. I actually, I love yeah, really, them. Really cool people. I love them. Amazing, they're amazing. amazing people. I love Hazel, their daughter. You know, like they're <laughs> amazing people, and I, I generally want to support their business, right? Yeah. So I, I help out with the spirit side there, right? Mm. Um, Hostmasters is structured differently though. Yeah. Right, because that's more. They have their core activities. Hostmasters is going to have more of the digital stuff, and all these different aspects that completely unrelated, but maybe at some point they will tie together. In terms of inviting bartenders, bartenders are always welcome. Always. Never going to deny bartenders. It's not going to be the master classes that are branded like what what I used to do, where everyone just come in and it's just a free-for-all, like free Mm. free thing. There will be some charges, you know, because ultimately the hotel and restaurant are going to have to pay for different things and my pockets aren't that deep, you know, (laughs) like I wish, maybe one day, you know, we'll see. (laughs) In time. Yeah, but ultimately it's going to be actually like these, these events are something that are paid for, people come through and they have an experience, but also hopefully learn something at the same time. That's it. Um, it. Yeah, so bartenders invited, consumers Anyone that wants to come in and just have a good, fun experience, learning something new about spirits and all the different areas we're going to cover. And what I like about it is like you, you've, you're taking master classes to like a really nice. Uh, it's you know you're not making it stiff anymore because like I feel that's like the whole thing is like you know oh let, let's talk about how which potato gets picked to make the vodka and how we actually dissect the potato before mm-hmm. we actually put it into this still tank and all that like you've taken it and you're just like you know you bring the, the really lighter side of like look fuck is already in a bottle let's make a drink out of it and let's yeah. have fun with it and make mistakes you know yeah. so it's like it's more about teaching the people like to learn how to work with the spirit and to learn how to work with the product you just gotta practice you know yeah. the more you practice the better and like let's not yes yes us and ourselves we, we love it I love it like I enjoy my what I do and like when I'm behind the bar yes I'm gonna play and like I'm gonna have this fancy pour and that, but then at the end of the day at home, let's have fun with it and let's just yeah. let's let it be, you know. But these and, uh, these won't be at home though. These yes, will always yeah. be planned events and like yeah. unique events. They're That's always gonna be a little different. Nice. Unique partnerships with different types of suppliers for whether it's clothing, whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there it's never gonna be a will come to your home and do this. Yeah. It's never going to be a, um, I'm just going to stand there and bartend for you. Definitely. Right. No, but uh, I feel like, okay, let, let, let's not say that it's never going to be. I feel like it is, it's an event, but yeah. then, guys, if you do want to get it, 
at your home for a birthday party or bachelorette, he is there. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be. A but it's going to be a planned event, you know. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a, it. it'll be a different different form, you know. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. It's going to be drinking with you. That's that's the event. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right, brother. Okay. Oh, time is hitting us. Eh? Time is hitting us. But um, okay. So let's let, let's let's uh, I, I enjoy the chat. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more that we can actually talk about. But then let's um, let's kill with uh, two naughty fire questions, you know, okay. that I have for you. So we throughout the conversation we know exactly who you are, and I feel like we can still learn more about you. But then, um, as as a kid, what was like your favorite character? Like, what was your favorite things to do? Like, what was your favorite sports? And when you're in that sport, what is the one thing that like you wanted to be? Like, this is my position. No one else is gonna mess with it. Sports-wise, basketball's always, always been there. Like, mm. basketball's always been my favorite sport. Um, yeah, I just love it with all my heart and soul. You know, like, if if I, if I God came down and said, choose one sport, I'm going to eliminate everything else, yeah, basketball, easy. There's not and where would you be on the, on, on the court? Either point, point, PG? either point guard or shooting guard. Okay. But I... I really enjoy I really enjoy shooting guard because you know Kobe's <laughs> my guy and like yeah. back in the day I was a really good scorer I'm yeah. I'm okay now like I can feel yeah. my touch coming back I'm not like elite by any stretch because I yeah. I don't play on a team right now but um, yeah back then I was I was scoring man and uh, you're fire yeah yeah you're heat yeah like a, yeah. the flow state was you're in trip. game you know like you're drip yeah and you don't don't even remember like you yeah. know I remember that they made an announcement they're like. And then I scored. I didn't even hear what, what I scored. And my boy was like, that's insane. I was like, how many points? Uh, and this was the next day. And I, to this day, I still don't know. Yeah. But they said, oh, you had a crazy game. And I remember like going crazy. But anyways, basketball. And then to your sense, right? Um, obviously, as a kid, all we want to do is we want to make our parents proud. Yeah. And um, obviously, I, I, believe, I, I, I can think like in my sense, I think you're making your parents proud. But then... Thank what you. is it that ultimate thing that like you say this will definitely make my parents proud and that just keeps you going so i've got uh well if i say what the mission right. is obviously, well, obviously because anymore. being being a black boy like you know yeah. you know like black boy black parents <laughs> there's yeah. always that thing like you know there's that there's that bar you know well so, my dad i mean my dad works so hard and he's always worked really hard i think if people think i have a work ethic it's in large part to because of him, because mm. watching him, and that's something that he put into me and my sister for sure. Mm. Uh, my mom also works hard. Don't get me wrong. No, don't get me wrong, mom. I'm not mom? saying you're lazy. <laughs> you also work really hard, mom. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but we all agree, dad works an insane amount. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. he does. Mm. So, um, for me, what would really define success would be being able to properly take care of them and make sure that my dad could just chill. Yeah. Happy days. He could just chill. Yeah. And then there's just money there and things are just paid for. Even though I, I know him, he's probably still going to try and find something to do, you know, like he's, <laughs> cause I know that's what I would do. Yeah. I don't think I could just, ah, I could just chill. <laughs> like we're, that's where that's yeah. we're a little different. Well, I can chill for a day and then, then you get it. Then I get antsy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's I've it. wasted so much time. That's it. Just catch up. I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. Yeah. Okay. And um, would you rather have a nose for an ear or an ear for a nose? Ooh. Okay, hold on. If I have the ear for a nose, does that mean I have three ears? Hey, just answer the question. <laughs> Look at me. I'm like, wait a second. Don't don't analyze it. Can I listen to more music? <laughs> gonna have to get special headphones yeah imagine yeah, that'd look fly though man yeah. I think that'd look Darth Vader like you know yeah. if you have like the three piece yeah the three piece headphone like one on your nose <laughs> so you're gonna have a nose for an ear I'm gonna have a nose for an ear you know cause Maybe. yeah or an ear for a nose what is that yeah I'm gonna have the ear instead of my nose because then I don't have to experience bad smells anymore you know, okay. you, you walk into a gym, Boom. you know, you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you can hear the farts, but you don't have to Fart smell Fart all them. you want, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't smell that. 
Easy days. Good protein days. shake, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Man, no, no, it's always, it's always dope, like, catching up with you by then. Like, yeah, I feel man. like just uh, having these chats and, like, you know, just getting out there and, like, just uh, understanding who we are and growing with it, I feel like it just uh, it just gets better and just, like, takes takes on the week. And, like, actually, for me, it's, like, a really good way for me to start the week and be like, you know what, I'm taking it on, I'm kicking it, you know. Like, yeah, I've had that, that, that conversation with my boy, and uh, from here on, it's just, well, watch out, we're coming. We're coming, man. It begins. Yeah. So, so yeah, with that being said, I think that's the end of the session. Yeah, man. End of the session. I've asked some questions. If you guys have any questions to ask Nana, send them to me and then I'll ask him. Or just hit him up. You know, he's a boy. I think he'll reply back. Will you reply back? Yeah, I'll reply back. I'm very good at it. At some point, he'll reply back, you know. But he's a busy man, you know. You might be like getting another course to like study, so. Don't disturb him, don't disturb him. Ask me and then I'll ask him. <laughs> I'll relay it, you know. I know what times works best for him. <laughs> my, hand, my handsome new secretary. <laughs> That's it, guys. But like, yeah, man, it's been a really cool episode of Hostmasters. And um, all I can say is uh, we'll be back next week. You guys have a good one. And Nana, anything to say goodbye? Well, just tune in next week for another good episode of Hostmasters. I think we're going to interview some good people coming up. Yeah. And we'll probably go to a cool location. Definitely. We, we, we need to do up. that, you know. We need, we need to, to get some up. people. We need to show like a, a little bit more of stuff. So you've heard our voices sometime. You're going to have to see us. So yeah. we'll play with it. It's a build-up. Yeah, exactly. Happy exactly. Days. <laughs> Happy days, good people. Hope you have a good one. And, uh, yeah, it's been your boy, Peter the Gentleman Levesi. And Nana Sacher, also known as Coppertone, I guess. <laughs> the amount of phones that have me as Nana Coppertone, yeah. I laugh every time. That's it. Actually, like, I was shooting today, and I was actually, like, uh, chatting with the videographer. And he's like, yeah, what you doing later? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to meet up with my boy Nana. He's like, oh, Coppertone. <laughs> like, okay, yes, yes. okay. It still lives on. It still lives yeah, on. It's so, continue. So as it goes, you know, it is what it is, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy the week. And remember, do everything that makes you smile and makes you actually good with other people. If you're giving good vibes, you're always going to come right. So come right and do it tight. Happy days. It's a lovely one. Happy Valentine's to everyone out there. And um, the rest, it is what it is.